Welcome to the Family Bible Journey. With millions of other podcasts out there you could be listening to right now, thank you so much for listening and joining us as we journal through the Bible. This is Episode 7, Season 1 of the Family Bible Journey Old Testament Podcast. Today we're looking at Genesis chapters 8 and 9. The title of today's podcast is Some Things Never Change. Our key verses for today's podcast are Genesis chapter 8, verses 20 to 22. Then Noah built an altar to the Lord and took some of every clean animal and some of every clean bird and offered burnt offerings on the altar. And when the Lord smelled the pleasing aroma, the Lord said in his heart, I will never again curse the ground because of man, for the intention of man's heart is evil from his youth. Neither will I ever again strike down every living creature as I have done, while the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night shall not cease. This is the word of the Lord. So as Noah and his family disembark from the ark, we see that Noah's first thing, the first thing he wants to do is to build an altar. And there he's going to sacrifice some of the clean animals that he took with him on the ark. And they are going to rejoice in God's promises. They're going to rejoice in God's mercy and rejoice in the fact they finally get off that boat, which had undoubtedly become very cramped, very noisy, very stinky with lots of animals over the course of the flood. And we are told that when God smells the pleasing aroma of the sacrifice that Noah made at that altar, that he made a promise to Noah and all of us that he would never again wipe the earth clean because the sins of man's heart are always evil from his youth. And we are reminded there that the quality, the character of the human heart is still sinful, it is still evil, and yet God promises in his mercy that he's never going to wipe the earth out again by a flood. And he, he puts the rainbow in the sky. You know, it's quite possible that before the flood, a lot of the water that we now see up in the atmosphere was held beneath the earth and that there wasn't enough water in the atmosphere before the flood to make a rainbow. And so very plausible that this was the first rainbow ever seen on earth as the water is subsiding and the rains are receding and Noah and his family are blessed with this perennial reminder of God's love and his promise. He is never going to wipe the earth out again by a flood. In the beginning of chapter 9, God reaffirms many of the promises made to Adam and Eve. He encouraged Noah and his family to be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. We see that he gives them dominion over the birds of the air, the fish of the sea, the beasts of the land. And he gives Noah, in verse 3, the, the permission to eat the animals. But Noah and his descendants are told not to take life lightly. God says in verse 4, after giving Noah and his descendants permission to eat the animals, that the life of the creature is found in its blood. And so there is a tie here between blood and the life of a creature that is not to be taken lightly. And Noah and his family, even though they are given permission to eat the animals, they are never to take life lightly. They are never to end the life of any creature lightly and without thought because there is a dignity and there is a life inside of these creatures and this blood, this, this connection between the life and the blood, I think, is going to have also New Testament significances. Jesus, before he is taken from his disciples, is going to give his disciples a new covenant, a new testament, a testament of bread and wine that is his body and his blood broken and shed for them. It is a way that he is going to stay connected to his disciples in a very special way as they receive his body and blood in Holy Communion. And so we see how these Old Testament forms and these Old Testament types are continuing to play out in the life of Christ. But sadly, all is not well because the sin that caused God to wipe out most of humanity in the flood, it continues in the family line of Noah. And what we see here in the end of chapter 9 is that Noah is going to be abused by one of his sons and that 
there is going to be a rift that's going to be in this family for the rest of the time because of what Noah's son Ham does to him here at the tail end of chapter 9. And so I'm going to read for you chapter 9, beginning in verse 20. Again, this is the ESV. Noah began to be a man of the soil, and he planted a vineyard. He drank of the wine and became drunk and lay uncovered in his tent. And Ham, the father of Canaan, saw the nakedness of his father and told his two brothers outside. Then Shem and Japheth took a garment, laid it on their shoulders, and walked backward and covered the nakedness of their father. Their, their faces were turned backward, and they did not see their father's nakedness. When Noah awoke from his wine and knew what his youngest son had done to him, he said, Cursed be Canaan. A servant of servants shall he be to his brothers. Now this passage is a little enigmatic. We don't know exactly what happened between Noah and his son, but we know that whatever it was, it was abuse. And it wasn't just elder abuse. It was some manner of sexual abuse. Now some commentators suggest that this phrase to uncover the nakedness of Noah meant that Ham had sexual relations with his mother. And this is a, a difficult topic for us to deal with, this idea of sexual immorality. And, and this is sort of a gross sort of sexual immorality. And we're going to talk about it honestly, friends. So if you got kids listening to this podcast, it might be time to turn it off for a little bit and uh, listen to it before you let the kids listen to it. Because the Bible deals with the reality of situations. It doesn't deal with the way that we wish things were. It deals with the reality of sinful human beings doing terrible things to each other. And where is God present in the midst of it? Whether Ham has sex with his mother or his father, there is a crude sexual immorality here that causes a rift in this family that the next generation, uh, Canaan, is going to be bearing the brunt of this sin, a consequence of this sin. Sin often goes generation to generation, and consequences of sin, the consequences of making poor decisions, it doesn't affect just the parents, it also affects the children and the grandchildren, and it can set families on difficult trajectories when people are intent on doing things the wrong way. And so, whether it was Noah or his wife, who was sexually abused by their son, uh, this sexual abuse, this incestual sexual abuse, is a part of the story of the first generation of human beings who walk off of the ark. And if you listen to the trailer for the podcast, you know that I don't view the Bible as fable or fairy tales. I see that it is a real story of a real God's love for real people who have real problems and real opportunities to learn and to grow and to love and to be loved. And I want to be just totally frank and honest with you in acknowledging that I myself am a victim of sexual abuse. And it took me 35 years and the death of the person who abused me to be comfortable with the fact of allowing anyone to know that it's a part of my life. And sexual abuse is something that is sadly alive and well in the society that we live in. Many children, uh, oftentimes it happens in families, and it is just uh, difficult. It is uh, terrible. It is not God's will for human sexuality. It is not his will for his people. And yet many people are suffering because of it. And I shared just that little bit of my story with you because it took me a long time. And it took a lot of uh, thinking and a lot of praying and a lot of God's grace for me to get to the point where I am willing and comfortable to allow people to know that and i'm not worried about what they have to think about me because of what someone else did to me when i was very young but this sort of abuse it causes problems that are emotional spiritual it is is difficult to deal with in many ways because it touches on the closest human sort of relationship and it is something that sadly too many people today have to deal with and whereas we talk about these things as we go through our podcast I share them with you so that if you are a victim or you find yourself struggling in this way, that you can find in God and in his grace the release and the relief that you need for your soul. Because the world cannot make better the evil that we experience at the hands of other people. And the world is often lacking in adequate ways to deal with this and, and the justice that we as God's people want. 
But when we can see that even someone like Noah has been affected in this way for those who are victims and for those who are abusers we can see that god has a better way and we can find in him the relief and the release and the forgiveness that we need for our souls that we can begin as his people to live as his people in the light of his grace and as we continue our journey through the bible we're going to see many things we're going to deal with many difficult topics there's going to be a lot of stuff that's going to be hard for us things that we're going to have to wrestle with things that aren't going to make sense and we want to be honest about it We don't want to glorify it. I'm not going to get into tremendous detail with this stuff because honestly, it's disgusting and it's gross sometimes. And Satan knows how to get our imaginations wrapped up in this stuff and to get us completely distracted and completely off topic if we don't watch ourselves and watch the way that we deal with these sensitive subjects. As we consider what Noah and his family experienced as a consequence and as a result of a a sexual abuse episode that happened not too long after Noah and his family got off the ark, we want to see that even though there are very real consequences for these sins, that God also offers healing and mercy and grace so that Noah, his wife, and their family, they can continue. They can continue on recognizing that God is a God of love, that this was not his will for their relationship with their son and that he is going to continue to bless them and love them and not look at them any less than he did before this abuse happened. When we are victims, we often feel that others are going to look down on us because of what has happened to us or because of what other people have done to us. And you know what, friends? Sometimes, sadly, that is true, that other people do look down on us because of what other people have done to us. But that is not how God sees us. And so we as God's people, again, if we are the victims, we can find peace and grace and wholeness as we are honest and come clean about these things and find in God the God of love and mercy and grace and forgiveness that we need to be able to forgive those who sin against us and look at ourselves not as our feelings or other people would have us look at ourselves, but rather as God sees us as his dearly beloved sons and daughters who he loves enough to care for and cherish every step of the way. You are a friend of God. And any time that you find yourself talking yourself down or you are afraid that others are talking you down, just go ahead and tell yourself, don't talk about my friend that way. Would you allow people to talk about your friends the way that you often talk to yourself? Would you allow other people to say bad things about your friend that you know are not true without correcting them? If the answer is no, then give yourself the same respect as you would give your friend and recognize that in Christ Jesus, you are always and forever a friend of God. Regardless of what this world throws at you, regardless of what others do to you, regardless of what you feel about yourself, you are a friend of God. And so we leave this difficult chapter, this chapter of rejoicing as Noah and his family are saved by God, but also a difficult chapter of abuse and family betrayal, looking for the Lord's blessing. We appreciate your prayers for our podcast. Please pray that God would bless us with his Holy Spirit, with listeners, and the resources to do the work he has put on our hearts to do for you and everyone else who may be listening. Our blessing for today. May you remember God and know joy with every rainbow and glimpse of his love. Amen.